for Radio 1 91FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Alnardo Negro, a.k.a. Roberto Carlos Longe. Um, right, we had a prime minister with the same last name as you, David Longe, um, back in the 1980s. He was the, the prime minister who banned nuclear warships and anything nuclear from coming into New Zealand. He did that big nuclear ban, so pretty good guy. Cool. No relation, but sounds sounds good. Sounds positive. Yeah, it sounds positive. It wasn't really good for our relationship with the United States at the time. Uh, they they weren't too happy about it. Uh, but but you know, there you go. And then the French ended up bombing um, the Rainbow Warrior, the Greenpeace ship in uh, Auckland Harbour in 1985. Off the back of that, they Whoa. sent they sent French spies to New Zealand and they planted a bomb on the boat in the harbour. It was our first, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a terrorist attack, and nothing really happened. Whoa, I never knew about that. Yeah, 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 they bombed the Rainbow Warrior. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about your music. <laughs> but I thought, you know, just with the with the last name, you might find that quite interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you can look that up. I mean, they, they, a person died on that ship, and, like, you know, if that had happened in another country that wasn't like little old New Zealand, there would have been a war. There would have been a bloody war. But no, no, there wasn't. Right. Um, now, your seventh album is out uh, this week or next week on the 22nd. Um, there's been three singles off it so far um, with the latest one. Uh, I'll let you pronounce it. Pronounce that one. Yeah, the newest song is called um, La Naranja. La Naranja. Uh, the Orange. The orange, that's right, the orange. And I like in the video clip, you, you're kind of coming into focus or coming into view with this this beautiful orange hue around you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it works out really nicely. It's, yeah, as I said, it's the third one. It follows Outside the Outside, um, which is kind of like a, this future funk house track. And then there's uh, Gemini and Leo, which is this really, really nice soulful funk track. And now you've got this one. And it retains elements of funk and hip-hop, break beats, um, and your your smooth vocal, uh, Roberto, um, yeah, which is really nice. And one thing, um, going back through your back catalogue of all your work, I see that you love to play with the sound. You, you don't settle on a format or a formula or a style. Um, sound to you is, you know, I mean, it's art. Um, and unless you're doing, you know, a, a series of art where it's similar prints and whatnot, um, you know, you want your art to be different. Is it? Is it the way you see it? Yeah, I kind of... Um... I make what I feel, you know, and it, it's it's kind of hard because I think I think a lot of people as fans, even myself, I, I'm I'm guilty of this. I, I kind of want a specific kind of consistency with um, <laughs> different artists, and and I, and I know that you know it's to my detriment in a um, commercial successful way that I'm not um, very like uh, specifically nestled into like one one category that just rolls off your tongue and I think um but I think that's the idea of what I've always done is just do what I do and 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 I really enjoy doing anything and everything and I think it really reflects in like all the music and especially this new record I feel like this new record uh has a lot of that like a full expression of all the places that I do go 
Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, you. I guess when most bands start out, they start out for the love of it, and then eventually you kind of get caught up in that commercial mess that is the music industry. Um, and then you kind of, and especially with, with industry pressures and label pressures, they want you to repeat their success. Um, but then you kind of lose that heart in a lot of the ways. But I, I feel from listening all the way through your records over the last couple of days that your heart has pretty much stayed intact in the music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, I, I would never share anything I didn't like. And there's so much music that I do make and there's so much that I don't share and not because I don't like it. I just think it's not for everyone and I think it's mostly for me. And I think sometimes picking and choosing uh what to share is is the most fun you know i think that's like uh, i have a lot of fun figuring that out but it's also like confusing too because it's like sometimes you have all those little like uh voices in your head that are influencing what you should share um one other important thing uh, from your music especially this one from what i can hear and of course uh, plenty of other tracks you put out is um you want people to move you want people to dance right in their own way. You know, I think dancing is like, um, we have TV shows about it, you know, like you're, you're like, there's like a specific idea of like what dancing is supposed to be and look like. And I, and I, and I don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. No. I think, I think people move in different ways. And I, and, and I think that's the idea. Like, even if it doesn't even look like you're moving, maybe you are moving, you know, and I, and I, and I love that more than anything. Just tapping a toe, right? Just move however it feels good, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I'm a goofy mover, and, <laughs> and I embrace it. I, I don't have particularly long limbs, but I can make them look very long, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Uh, my kids hate it. Uh, <laughs> then, then again, I hate the way they dance too. Goddamn TikTok. Uh, <laughs> what What is far in? What does that mean as a concept? Is there a concept behind Farin? I think there's not necessarily like a concept. I think it was more of a um, a way to uh, think about something without overthinking it. Um, the The title came from this experience that I had with um, a meeting that I had with uh, Laraji, this musician. I don't know if you know his work, but he... Um, <clears throat> He makes really great music, and um, I, met, I I I I happened to meet him at an airport in Berlin, and I was just saying how much I really loved his music, and um, and we were just like talking about what we were up to, and then he um, I told him what I had been doing, like I was in Berlin working on something, and and then he was like, oh wow, far in, <laughs> and I, and I just loved the way he. Had, flip that expression on its head, you know? And I think that I just love the idea of like something can be so goofy or funny, but also profound, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really like the concept of the record is like, um, this idea that like you can go pretty far in into your own head and you can find the home in there and it doesn't have to be this, it doesn't have to be, be this like eternally like, um, introspective space. It can be, the most fun you've ever had as well you know and i think i think sometimes when people talk about like 
uh, inner inner life or spirituality or inner work or all this kind of stuff, it, it starts to um, enter a zone that maybe like puts some people to sleep. They're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. But I, you know, I think it can be really just anything and fun and weird. Yeah. You know? um, it's kind of like the imagination you have when you're a child, right? Cause that's, that's far in and, and those, those paces in your brain in your mind. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I for sure try to harness that as much as I can try to find that, that stuff that we lost that the world ripped out of our souls. Um, I think like, I try to like remember through music what it feels like to um, have those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In your, on your second single, um, we can see some of, your childhood in a way and, and, and your feelings. Cause it's um, a, a dance, dance video, but it's a dance video from your youth, from your house, from, yeah. or, for, or from a party um, that your parents had or your family had. Uh, it looks incredible. It looks yeah. amazing. Um, why did you decide to use that? And how did the family feel about that? I think everybody was really cool about it. Yeah. I, no one complained, which is cool. Um, I think it was, I think it, uh, everybody who's in that video, most of the people that are still around are a lot older now. So um, I, I definitely think when you're in like your 70s uh, or 80s, I don't know how, you know, um, I think you have a different um, feeling about like that time of your life. Um, so I think everybody was, it was a really positive reaction from a lot of folks that I know that were, that are still in that video. And even, um, in that video, there's a, there's a cutaway to a, a kid. It's pretty young and he's just kind of like gawking, staring, like, and I, he, he's this kid, I, I'm totally spacing on his name, but we used to call him Rambo. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, my dad was at his dad's restaurant recently and, uh, his his dad opened up a restaurant and he works at his dad's restaurant and he showed my dad showed him the video and then he saw himself when he was like that young. And then he saw his dad and his mom and he was just kind of just like, just kind of like a speechless. He just couldn't believe it. He's like, Whoa, this is crazy. He hadn't really uh, looked back like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's for um, outside the outside. And I want everybody to go check out that video because, because it is fun. And I think, um, you know, because you're around the same age as, as me and I've got some home videos of things like that too. And I, I've looked back on those videos and, and seen the, the parents having their fun party time. And it's, it's hard to think, it's hard to think that because they seem so grown up to you at those times, but they were actually quite young. Right. You, you know, it, it's hard to think. That they seem so big and huge and strong, um, but they were just young adults and kids. Goofballs, complete goofballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> less than we do now. Um, how do you see an album? How do you how do you see how do you look at a body of work? You know, you've got many musical lives. Uh, you're a producer, a beat maker, and you're also a sound artist. So, what is an album to you? Yeah, an album. I just focus on songs. I mean, I think I think that's the identity of an album is songs, making songs. And I think when I'm 
making an album, I don't set out to make an album. I think what happens a lot of times is that for this album specifically, like I actually started making this album the second that I was the week that I was finishing the last album. This is how you smile. I already knew what I wanted to make. So I started recording in 2018 and 2019, not, not intent with like finishing a record, but just intent on making sure that I, I left my brain open to, to just let whatever happens happen. And then um, in 2020, I was in Marfa, Texas, working um, on a project, a sound project with, with my wife. And um, uh, specifically, like we were in a studio and, and just more music started to come. And in that moment, I signed up for AD as well. And I was like, well, I have a bunch of songs. Yeah. And it kind of just, I was like, I, I can make an album in a few months. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, well, so straight away off the back of that last one, because the, the two records are really different. Yeah, for sure. I that And that was a very, like, um, very, very conscious decision in terms of, as soon as I finished This Is All You Smile, I was like, I don't ever want to make a record like this again. Process-wise, and, and sonically, sure, there's going to be, like, things that cross over. That's, you can't help making what you make. Yeah. But... Um, but process wise, I was like, I don't want to make something like this. And, and this record, I really wanted to focus on um, how the drums and the bass sounded. I really wanted to like emphasize their role in the arrangements and the sonic arrangements, because previous to that, the drums are kind of like, um, they're, they're more of like this, like passive friend of each song, you know, they're not like heavy and the bass isn't like heavy. Everything yeah. is kind of like, everyone takes like second chair to the voice. I feel like on the previous record and this record, everyone has its moment. Yeah. Nice. Everybody has its time to shine. Um, now you've lived in so many places. I kind of touched on that before. Um, and in so many times you're bilingual, you're the, you're a child of immigrants in a nation where, um, that can sometimes be a hostile environment. Um, there are so many things to draw on in your 40 years of life. Um, where does this record draw from? It it draws from a place of like um, feeling confident and good about myself. Um, I think I've made so many decisions. You kind of, um, you, you're presented with so many um, crossroads and, or decisions you have to make. And you, you already know like a thousand possible outcomes each time. And I think um, this, uh, this record finds me in a place where I'm, I feel so comfortable with all the decisions I'm making. Not that I'm in a comfort zone, but comfortable making whatever the hell I want to make and knowing that it's what I wanted to do and not necessarily influenced by um, anything else other than like something I really, really wanted to make. Good. Good. I'm glad you made an album that you wanted to make. Um, you mentioned before as well, um, you're signed to 4AD now. It's it's one of those labels, right? It's just so iconic. Um, and, you know, there's a few New Zealanders on there, which is nice. It's it's a world, it's a worldwide label. They don't, you know, it's, it's based in, in the UK. Um, it's got such a wonderful legacy. So, I mean, how did that come about for you? And how, how do you feel about being signed to to such a, an incredible label? Yeah, they, they approached us in such a, like, really humble and kind of cool way. And it was just out of the blue, to be honest. It wasn't, um, I wasn't 
last year, the last thing I was thinking about was looking for a label, to be honest. I was like confused about a lot of other life things. And uh, <laughs> so the, the relationship there was very much like on equal ground. We were just like happy to meet each other. And then being on the label so far has been really, it's been exciting because there's so many things I've experienced. I've put out six records as El Alo Negro, plus a lot of other things. And yeah. I've kind of been through a lot of this cycle and process. And with them, it's been, um, I, I can see how different it is. Yeah. You know, I can see how different of uh, um, a type of care that they have. It's just different, you know? Everyone does it differently. There's no, like, perfect way to do it, but it's just, I've definitely experienced a lot where I can, I notice a lot of the little things are different and it is the little things that make the difference when you're doing something like that in terms of like giving someone something you just like poured your, your heart out into and then having them cradle it and take care of it and, and do their best in representing it all over the world. And I think it's like, it's a lot of trust. Yeah, totally. And I think the back end of that is really important too it seems to me that 4ad um is always been a label that gives you time yeah and i think as an artist time is really important right you don't want to um you don't want to be rushed because if you are rushed you sometimes especially uh, from from what you've been telling me um your work might not necessarily represent you and might represent what you needed to put out because you didn't have the time that you really needed. Yeah, no, for sure. I think there was never a rush, which is really cool. Yeah. I was, I'm always the one who's like, you have to rush me because I'm going to work on this for like four years, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. for three years. You know? Well, it's because you got a thousand other projects on the go. You're <sighs> a busy, busy human, Roberto. <laughs> um, I'm just doing what I need to do. Yeah. Good. Well, hey, look, as long as it makes you happy, um, I'm happy for you. Um, right. Um, the record, it's 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 lovely. You know, that's a word I really want to use for this. It's lovely. Uh, it's movement. Um, you, uh, it's, yeah, it's just a really, really beautiful, nice record. Um, like you said, the, the drums and the bass really come to the fore on this one, but that hasn't taken anything away from your vocal. And I, I really enjoy your voice. Uh, and I've really enjoyed the record. So thanks for taking the time to speak to us this morning. And um, thank you so much for putting it out. Thank you. I really, I'm so happy you listened to it. That's all I really ever care about is people just listening to it all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, you know, like I said to you before, we're roughly around the same age. Uh, we come from a time where an album was an album. Yeah. Was it? yeah 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 you know and, and there's nothing wrong with the way things are sometimes these days with singles or the things that are supposed to stand out but i like to listen from the, yeah the first song to the last song um i think that's quite important so i did and i will again <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah hey so thank you so much for uh, speaking to us this morning uh, and hopefully we'll talk again thank you so much it's an honor to be on this on this awesome on this awesome radio show yeah cheers
That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.